Thanks, Pastor Chad. I'm so excited to get into the Word of God with you guys this morning, and uh, this morning we're going to continue on with uh, our series, uh, Some Assembly Required Today. And uh, we talked, that was our Christmas series, and we didn't quite get it done in the Christmas season because I was out of commission last week, but it's good to be back. My back's feeling about 90%. We're believing God's healing, so praise God. Thank you for the prayers for that. And so uh, we're excited. Robert Newberry did a phenomenal job last week for us, shared the Word of God and his wonderful, incredible testimony of God's life-transforming power in, in his life. And so let's pray together before we look to God's Word. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to come close to you, Lord. God, we do sense your presence as we gather together in unity and in harmony of hearts and minds and spirits. And God, as we ask that, um, God, the reason why we're here this morning, Lord, is, is to hear from you. And God, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you want to speak in a clear and concise way. So this morning I ask, God, that you would take away my thoughts, that you would take away my desires or directional things, Lord, and God, that you would in place, uh, place the things that you would want to speak to each person's heart and each person's life. And that, God, this morning that our hearts would be very receptive to the things that you would want to do in our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're finishing up our series, as I said, Some Assembly Required. Just to refresh you guys where we've been over the last four weeks or so, um, we, the first week we talked about how important each member of the body is to the body of Christ. Each person in this room has a specific job to do, a specific role to play, that God has uh, purposed you to sit in this room and be a part of this body so that you can accomplish much of the community. God has placed you in Watford City. It's not an accident. It is actually a miracle that he has placed you here for such a time as this. And so that was the first week that we talked about that. Pastor Chad shared with us the following week about how important it is to read the instructions, God's Word. And by reading the instructions, it can, defi- it can positively benefit our lives and uh, it can help uh, the outcome ultimately of our lives. Part three, we talked about batteries not included, how important the continual infilling of the Holy Spirit is and how vital it is to each of our lives in, in going forward and reaching this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is part four of our message from this series, Some Assembly Required. This is kind of the pinnacle message of the, of the whole series this morning. And the central point of the message today is near and dear to my heart, and it's this. It's the local church. I'm not just talking about Watford City Assembly of God. I'm talking about the local church in general. That means whether it's Newtown or Grassy Butte or whether it's uh, Florida, some Orlando, Florida, wherever a person is at, all the way from here to there, you look at all of these things, and throughout the world, God has placed local churches to be lighthouses to the rest of the world to share the gospel of Jesus Christ in a powerful way. Now, you know what, guys? I haven't always loved the church. I know that sounds terrible. Not, not this church in particular, I'm talking about the church in general. I haven't always loved it. In fact, I grew up in the church and I saw a lot of things that I really didn't like. I saw a lot of people hurt other people. I saw a lot of, a lot of um, things that happened that would make your head shake and you just go in disbelief going, what in the world? In a church? Why are those things happening? 
You know, I saw things in the church that, that, that when I looked at it, I thought to myself, you know what? There are a lot of Christians that, that would want nothing to do with all of that garbage, let alone non-Christians. The people that we are trying to reach with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ would have nothing to do with all of the nonsense that goes on within this organization. So I began to look at the church critically Growing up in the church and seeing churches split and seeing people fight and seeing all of the things that is so yucky about human beings living with each other, I thought to myself, you know what? God, I know you want to change the world, and I knew that God had a call on my life, but I wanted to be an independent. I was going to be the, the, the lone ranger of Christianity. I was going to go about and I was going to save the world single-handedly. I was so passionate for God and I wanted to see people come to know Jesus. I loved Jesus with all my heart. I just didn't like the church. Can you imagine that? I know I'm being pretty transparent here for a moment, but I want to bring you to a place where as God began to work on my heart and over time I came to the realization that that the church is one of the most vital instruments that God uses to see the world transformed. And when I finally got that in my mind, no matter how broken, no matter how uh, faulted the church body is in general, it's the only boat we got. It, it's, it's the thing that God created the world. As imperfect as it is, it was the thing that God created and organized to, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. And so after a time, after a long time, I, I began to see that, that, that God was, was using this incredible thing. As broken and flawed as it is, the local church. And God began to change my heart. God began to change my heart. Not, not just for Wofford City Assembly of God or or for something like that, but the gathering of believers around the world. And God began to change my heart. Uh, The gathering of these believers, whether it's here in America or or across in Africa or India or Australia or wherever the presence of God flows across this world, the people coming together to worship, to live, to love, to encourage, to bring unity to the body of Christ, and my heart began to get passionate for the local church. As broken and flawed as it is. Because, guys, I believe that the local church, regardless of denomination, I believe that the local church has the key to unlock the world coming to know Jesus Christ. Now, I'm such a protagonist about the local church now that if someone starts talking about the local church in a bad way, man, I just, it's like they're talking about my mama or something. I get that feeling like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. You know what? Hold on a second. And God, though, I, guys, though it's flawed and, and all of the things that go on, I hear people that they begin to, to trash a church or a denomination of some form, and I'm saddened. And more than I'm saddened, I want to fight sometimes. I'm that passionate. You see, God created the assembling of the believers as a paramount function in a Christian's life. Church is not optional, guys. It's not something that we do. It's not a form of religion or or saying, let's just go to church. We don't go to church. We are the church. Okay? There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. You see, 
The local church is designed by God to bring unity, encouragement, and blessing to every Christian and ultimately to the whole world. Bill Hybels, Pastor Bill Hybels said, the local church is the hope of the world when it is working correctly. When it's working correctly. I know that Jesus is the ultimate hope, but guys, the vehicle that God uses many times is the local church. Remember how I said I was very passionate about telling people about Jesus, and I thought maybe I'll be an evangelist, and I'll travel around the world, and I'll tell people about Jesus in Africa, and all these things, and they would come to know Jesus in a powerful way, and their life would be transformed, and then it stopped. I didn't know what to do with them after that. I thought to myself, man, this is not a very good plan. I put, invest my whole life into, into something just for it to, to stop and end. And God began to work on my heart and say, listen, Sheldon, it's, it's, not about, it's not about this Lone Ranger Christianity. What can each of us accomplish individually? He says it's about what we can accomplish collectively whether it's Assembly of God or, or Wesleyan or Lutheran or our Lutheran brother and friends or, or uh, uh, Glory of the Lord Family Ministries, all of these churches, uh, the, the, um, the Baptist Church, and, and I think of all of these ministries working together for the common goal to see Jesus Christ lifted and adored and people's lives being transformed with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the local church. Guys, I believe in the local church. In fact, it's the main point of the message today. I want you to take your Bibles, and we're going to look at one passage of Scripture this morning, really. And it's found in Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 20, verse Guys, more than anything this morning, I, I pray that you hear my heart, not my words. If, if there's some way that you can convey the things that I'm saying and, and that my heart would begin to, to connect with your heart, that God would use the passion that I have for, for the local church and this church individually as well as corporately across the world, that that would transform to your heart and we would see that God has a great plan and purpose for all of us as churches, not just individually but corporately across the world. This morning, God, it, er, guys, it says that, that in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it says the importance. And if there was a message title this morning in our series, Some Assembly Required, the title of today's message would be Assembly Required. It reads this way in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. In New Living Translation, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Pretty simple passage of scripture here. It says, let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing nigh. Let's tear this apart for just a minute and take it into phrases. The first phrase, it says, do not neglect meeting together. Other translations say, do not forsake the assembling. Do not give up doing this. This is something that is extremely important, the writer of Hebrews says here. 
He says, make sure that you continue to do this. New King James says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Let's make sure that this happens. Let's make sure that this is not neglected. The importance of the local church and being a part of a body is vital for every believer. Do not neglect. You see, guys, the enemy, he's pretty sneaky. You see, a lot of times, he encourages us to be focused on urgent things so that we neglect important things. That ever happened to you? You see, God will get, or the enemy will get us so busy and God wants to try and, 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 and help our minds grasp this that many times we'll say, I'm so busy doing this, I'm so busy doing this, I'm so busy doing this, that I neglect the most important things in my life. And in fact, scripture says here, and let us not neglect meeting together. You know what? A lot of people get, they say, I'm just so busy, I can't go to church. The Bible says, listen, this is important. Don't neglect this. You see, a lot of times, guys, the enemy doesn't want to make you bad. He just want to make you busy. So that you neglect the most important things in your life. And that spiritually, so the enemy says, I'm not going to make him bad. I'm just going to make him busy so that he neglects getting together with believers. He neglects praying. He neglects spending time in God's word. And so all we're doing is simply neglecting these things and then we're just slowly drying up and dying inside spiritually. It says don't neglect meeting together. And then it says don't neglect meeting together as some people do. You see, church attendance was a problem in the early church. It was right here. As some people are in the, in fact, in the NIV it says, as some people are in the habit of doing they're, they're in the habit of not meeting together. And guys, people were not being committed, not just to their local body, but the believers were not being committed to each other. You see, guys, the real church is not about being committed to an organization or a denomination. Listen, it's about being connected to the person that's sitting right next to you right now. That's what it's about. It's about being connected that I could call somebody if I was in a pinch in this room somewhere. That, that if I was sick and in the hospital, that this section, this front section of people would gather around Michael there and then they would say, you know what, we're going to come and we're going to pray for you, Michael. That's the body in action, guys. That's the body of Christ in action. It's groups of believers, as, as the local church was in the beginning, groups of believers. Many people uh, come to church quite faithfully because they're committed to a church building. It's a form of habit, but the early church was drastically different. They were committed to one another. They were committed to each other as a team, as a unit, a brotherhood, a close-knit body. To people, we get together for one another. Here in the early church, it says people were getting in the habit of being too busy to get together. They still loved Jesus, they just neglected the importance of meeting together and how important that is. So they're told, hey, this is really important for the spiritual health of the believer to be a part of the church together the believers, the body of Christ. It says, don't neglect this, as some people are in the habit of doing, but rather encourage one another, it says. 
The early church, guys, was under great persecution. The book of Hebrews is written, a group of people that were under great persecution. They needed constant encouragement. They needed continual strengthening. Someone coming alongside of them and saying, listen, I know what you're going through and we're gonna make it happen together. I know what you're going through. Maybe the person in the same row and you're struggling this morning and nobody knows that you're struggling deep inside whatever's going on in your life. But you know what? The body of Christ is about the person in the same row as you looking over and say, listen, buddy, I know what you're going through and I'm gonna pray with you. I've been there. To encourage one another. You see, the reason why God encouraged us to make this a priority is that God created us and he understands that the Christian life is very difficult done alone. And it was never designed to be done alone. It was designed to be connected as a body of believers. Assembly was required. So the reason God encouraged us to get together is he knows that we need that. The Bible tells us. And then it says something that's interesting. It says, do this more often when? It says, especially now that the day of his return is drawing nigh. Speaking of Jesus. It says, as the closer we get to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the more often we should be gathering together for support, for encouragement, for love to one another. We should be connecting on a continual basis. This is speaking of the need of the church meeting together. Guys, how many know, how many absolutely know beyond a shadow of a doubt, we are closer to the return of Jesus Christ than we were 10 years ago? How many can look at the world and what's going on and say, man, 10 years ago, I didn't see the things that are going on now. 2005, the turn of 2005, I didn't see the things that are going on now. And we're looking at this going, man, at any moment, I want you to understand that every day we were one day closer to the return of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says this is the paramount of importance for the believers to gather together, to connect with each other the closer that we get. Jesus said that you're not going to know the moment that I come. You're not going to know that. But he said, listen, He said to his disciples, you can determine the season. You can see the things that are going on around you and you can know that the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is close. Guys, when I was growing up, there was speculation. I grew up in the church, like I told you, there was great amounts of speculation. Everybody was trying to grasp at straws. How could technology get so great where we could have all of the things come together uh, for, for revelation, all the pieces to fit together? That was when I was growing up. Now when we look at technology, it's far surpassed the things necessary in order for those things to happen. I mean, it's everyday occurrence things that, that are going on that we sit there and go, how could it possibly happen? How could every eye see the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? Now we understand that I can talk to a person in Africa. I can go into my office right now, click on Skype, I can see them instantly. I don't know if it's going to be in person that every person will see the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I just know it's going to happen. The Bible says that, it, that, that every eye will see him in that moment. 
We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't understand. But, but I want you to understand that, that 10 years ago, some of the things that are happening right now, they, they just weren't happening. And we look at this and we say, listen, what is of greatest importance in those moments where right before Jesus Christ returns, God is saying, what is the most important things that we should be focusing on? And isn't it interesting that one of the things that he says we're supposed to be focusing on is gathering together? The importance of unity with our brothers and sisters in Christ and how important that is. Our scripture tells us that as we grow closer to the Lord Jesus to the day of his return, the frequency in which we should meet should increase. That the encouragement needed to serve Jesus during these times will be desperately needed and will desperately increase. Assembly required. Guys, if the Christian church is going to not just survive, but actually thrive in the days of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, assembly is going to have to be required. If you're going to thrive in your faith, you can't do it alone. Because Christianity, God designed it as a team game. It's not a solo act. Yes, you can grow in the Lord on your own. Uh, you can study God's word on your own, when it, when, uh, which is absolutely needed in every believer's life. You can worship and sing praise to our Lord on your own. But the scripture tells us that we are going to need the encouragement of each other in these last days. Each of us as an integral part, helping and encouraging one another to serve God. It will be vital. So this morning, I want to share with you today three main ways that the local church should bring encouragement to our lives. Speaking of the local church in general, how should the local church bring encouragement to our lives? It says that we are to encourage. There's three things. The first one is this. The local church or the body of believers, whether that's a, a physical building or a groups of believers meeting together through worshiping together is the first way that they bring encouragement. Through worshiping together, Living a lifestyle of worship can be done. You can make music in your heart while you're rigging up, while you're driving a truck, while you're weeding your garden, while you're rocking a baby to sleep. But when, guys, we come together and our hearts in unison begin to worship the Almighty God, there is something absolutely supernatural that begins to happen. I'm not sure if you sensed this today, but when we began to sing together, there were moments in worship that I sensed God very, very close. In fact, I sensed God closer in these moments. We worshiped and lifted our voices together than I have felt him all week long. Guys, some people say, Pastor Sheldon, what does that mean to sense? Maybe you're new to this. Maybe you say, man, I just wanted to check out church today. Maybe you're sitting there saying to yourself, what does that mean? Sense God close? What is that? This is the only way that I can explain it. It's like, and I don't advise this to anyone, but it's like being blindfolded and walking towards a large bonfire. Okay? At a distance... I would not sense that there is something there. But with each step, I would feel that I was getting closer to the radiating warmth 
of that. Now, I don't sense God in a warm feeling or anything like that, but what I'm saying is that's the only way that I can equate what the presence of God is like for me. When I can close my eyes and I begin to worship God, and when I begin to to worship with you guys together, all of us, in those moments, for my whole week, I feel like I'm the closest to the fire in those moments. That's what it feels like for me. It fills me and energizes my heart when when I'm in a room with with fellow believers and we begin to worship God, not just in singing, but, but, but all of the aspects of worship. We worship as part of our service. We spend time in worship. We spend time in giving, which is an act of worship. We spend time in learning God's word. We spend time in introspection of our heart, worshiping and saying, God, I want to surrender my life to you. How could you change and transform me? All of these things, being an act of worship before God, placing him first. So encouragement through the worship of the believers. The second one this morning is this. Second, we can be encouraged through our local church through growing spiritually together. Guys, I am absolutely, and I know I'm talking a lot about myself this morning, but I just want to explain to you from, from where I'm at. There are groups, small growth groups within this church that I'm a part of that really encourage me in a special way. Even as a pastor. And you know, there are a lot of times where I'm up here teaching a lot, But you know what? When I really receive and get ministered to is when I'm being taught to. And at this church, there are phenomenal people that pour into my life on a weekly basis. In fact, on Wednesday nights, I I meet with a team of, of people and we study through the characters of the Bible and we ask God to use characters of the Bible to pour and mentor into our lives. And guys like Steve Reeves and, and Jessica Zemendorf and Pastor Nick Yabara have poured into my life in special ways during those Wednesday nights. I've sat under Pastor Thad uh, and his ministry on Wednesday nights as he taught our video classes. Uh, I, I've, I've just been ministered to in special ways as Pastor Chad preaches on Sunday mornings and, and many different people. Uh, Jim Bredwick as he teaches on Sunday mornings and also in, it leads our cleansing stream ministry. There are many, many avenues that I receive ministry from in smaller groups in this church. There have been many people that have poured into my life much Gary Brown has taught many classes that have poured into my life and shaped uh, the way that that I think about church. It's wonderful. So what I'm saying to you guys is that there are many opportunities throughout our body to be involved. Many Bible studies, growth groups, classes that allow us not only to get to know each other better, but to get to know God in a special way. So I encourage you, that if you haven't been plugged in in some way to a smaller group rather than just coming on Sunday mornings, the Bible says we need to do this all the more as we see the day approaching. We need to get together more. We need to grow more. We need to connect more. There are many opportunities. In fact, Paul said in uh, Colossians 1.28, he said, he is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. Our ultimate goal as the church is to encourage people to maturity in Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here this morning and you've been neglecting your spiritual growth. Remember we talked about getting so busy that we neglect important things? Maybe God is speaking to your heart this morning and encouraging you to get connected with a group of believers, a smaller group of believers where you can grow and 
Whether that's, I have a small list here of Oilfield Christian Fellowship, Celebrate Recovery, Sunday School, Wednesday Night Growth Groups, Ladies Bible Studies throughout the week, all of these different things that happen. Encourage you to find something like that. Or maybe you're here and you're very new to the Christian faith. You've accepted Jesus Christ and you don't know what the first steps are. I encourage you, get connected with a smaller group of believers so that, that you can grow in your faith and really begin to learn uh, more about God. It's, it's very vital and important. The last thing, we can be encouraged through worship, through growing together spiritually. And the last one, we can be encouraged through sharing Jesus with the rest of the world together. You see, guys, if the world is ever going to be changed, it's going to, be happen, it's going to happen through the unified effort of the local church. It's not only vital to your Christian faith to be connected with the local church, but it's vital to the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, guys, remember I said I thought the power was kind of an individual power from the Holy Spirit to affect this world? That's only partially true. You see, guys, the power of the Holy Spirit is found in the unity of the body of Christ because I am not going to reach each person in the Bakken area, but I want you to understand that if all of the believers in this region, regardless of denomination, regardless of race, whatever it is, all of the things that would try and bring some form of separation, if all of the believers in the Lord Jesus Christ would come together and would believe that God could change this region, we could do it. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. That it wouldn't be about one person or a few key people, but it would be about the body together in unison, connecting and touching people's lives. You see, guys, it's not about what we can do individually but rather what we can do collectively as a church and as, a, as a churches across the world. You see, guys, by seeing change in the world, we can see that many times we think about changing the world and we look at it as someone throwing a pebble into the ocean and it really doesn't make a difference. But I want you to understand, guys, through the local church and even the planting of local churches as we really focus on here at Wofford City Assembly of God, trying to plant a local church. We planted a local church in Africa uh, probably five years ago. I'm losing track of the years now, but, but many, many years ago we planted a local church. Listen, if a hundred people come to know Jesus Christ in that local church and their lives are changed and transformed, that church wouldn't be there without a group of believers at Wofford City Assembly of God that had the heart to say, we want to see people reached in Africa. You see, guys, it's, it's the power of the local church. It's a sustainable model of growth. And we see that there is a building there, there's a pastor there, there's a group of believers coming together, and their lives are being transformed in that village in Oyugis, Kenya. You see, guys, it's about the transforming power of the local church and Jesus using bodies of believers throughout the world to see change. Guys, we can accomplish far more to change our community and our world when we're connected through the local body than we ever could individually as the Lone Ranger. So what is God challenging you with today? And this is how we close and tie up this morning. How is God challenging your heart this morning? Maybe you're here this morning, and if you were honest with yourself, you would say, you know what? There was a time in my life where I was very connected with other believers, where I felt the unity of the local church. But now I have neglected that area, and I'm feeling very isolated and alone. God is calling you this morning to change. 
You see, guys, I don't, I don't want to be hard, and this, this, is going, this is probably going to offend some people. But if you have neglected this area and you are feeling isolated at this moment within the local church, that's on you. That's on you. Scripture is very clear. It says, do not neglect this. It is not other people's responsibility to bring you in and coddle you and bring acceptance. It is your responsibility to plug in. It's your responsibility to take your spiritual life seriously and say, listen, I'm going, someone's not going to chase you around and try and help you grow spiritually. Listen, it is your responsibility to take this seriously and say, I am going to plug in and I'm going to receive and I am going to grow and I am going to personally take my own ownership of my spiritual growth and stop blaming someone else for my neglect. Okay? I know I'm being hard. I know that hurts. But you know what? The Holy Spirit said it to me first. <laughs> said, Pastor Sheldon, quit whining about it. Plug in. Find a group of people. Find a group of believers. All of the people that, 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 that so God can pour into your life in a special way. So it says, do not neglect our meeting together as some people do but encourage one another, especially now as we see the day of his returning drawing near. Maybe this morning, guys, here's another application for you. Maybe this morning you've gotten the habit of not attending your local church on a regular basis. Maybe you're visiting this morning, you just come passing through, and, and you haven't been attending your local church. Listen, we understand more than anyone across the nation, church attendance is very difficult in the oil field. How many know that? Yeah. We know that. We understand that. But the Bible says you've got to figure out a way. You've got to figure out a way. You can't come on Sunday morning. You can't come on Wednesday night. You can't come. Listen, you might have to get a group of five drivers of people that you know. And you know what? You might have to stay up later than you normally do. And you might have to sacrifice. And you might have to get up an hour early so that you guys can get together and pray together and grow together. But listen, the Bible says it is absolutely vital. Do not neglect the assembling of the believers together. Don't neglect it. It's vitally important. There might be people here, you're sensing God, not just to be a part of one of these groups, but maybe God is speaking to your heart to lead some sort of small group or Bible study or something like that. That maybe in the past you've done things like that, but you've kind of neglected it. And maybe today God is saying, listen, 2015 is your year. I'm speaking to your heart right now. I want you to begin like that group of ladies that we used to meet on our meet together and we would pray together and we would grow together. I want you to do that again. Like that group of guys that are meeting over here, maybe young families or different things like that. You say, you know what? We're going to organize something so that we're growing, so that we're, uh, we're growing in God and we're getting to know Jesus in a special way and we're doing it together. Encouraging Maybe God is speaking to your heart this morning to do that. Then do it. Then do it. You know what, guys? As we are closer to the day of Christ's return, we're closer today than we were yesterday. 
And if we're going to see our community touched by Jesus, it is going to be every person in this room's responsibility, as well as every person that's in a church right now in this whole community that bears the name of Jesus Christ. It is all of our responsibilities collectively. You see, if we're going to see this world touch for Jesus Christ and touch with Christ's love, it's not going to be an individual effort. It is going to be a collective unification of the body of Christ, sharing Christ with every action and every word. Assembly for the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ is absolutely required. Let's pray this morning. Father, this morning we open our hearts, even as we said, part of the, the, what we do when we worship you, God, is to open our hearts to the things that you would speak to us. And this morning, God, I'm praying that, Lord, there are people in this room, Lord Jesus, that because of neglect, um, God, they have... They've just kind of drawn themselves away from not only you, but the unity of the body of Christ. And I'm praying this morning that that would change. That, God, you would minister to people's hearts in a powerful way in this moment right now. That, God, people would understand the importance of meeting together for encouragement and for love. God, that people would understand the importance of, of using their gifts to build up the body. Father, I'm praying for the teachers that are in this room that have the gift of teaching that have been sitting too long. I'm praying by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would light a fire under them right now, God. That, Father, they would have a passion and a desire to do more, that they would surround themselves with people and they would teach. God, I pray that this year would be a year of growth, a year of discipleship, a year of passion. God, a year, Lord Jesus, of of unity and unison and harmony, God, within not only our body, but the bodies across this entire region. That, God, you would begin to unify all of our hearts together for one common goal and one common purpose. God, to share the message of Jesus Christ with every action and every word and with every person that we come in contact with. God, that you would give us the words to speak, the actions to live, the love to portray to each person, God. I pray, Father, for encouragement to grip the hearts of your people this morning. I pray, God, that they would be uplifted and encouraged to move forward with the things that you would have for them. And God, I pray that you would bless those people today that have not forsaken the assembling together. That, God, we have all that we would all walk from this place knowing that we've been close to the bonfire. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Lord, bless you guys. I encourage you to encourage someone nearby before you leave the building this morning. Remember, guys, we don't go to church. We, you got it. Bless you.